Welcome to Heart Warriors Radio with your hosts, Ms. Jonah Brindis and Mr. Jeff Casper. You can learn more about Ms. Jonah and Mr. Jeff by going to the website at transcos.com. You can learn more about me via the third wheel, the forever third wheel, Ryan, by going to outoflimitsradio.com. We can also see other episodes of Heart Warriors Radio. All right, Mr. Casper, Ms. Jonah Brindis. Yes. Welcome to the Hi. Hope you guys are doing great. Everything going good? Yes. Yes. Good. So, We're in the rain. Excellent. <laughs> Well, the uh, right now we're seeing a lot of hurricanes ravishing the United States because God is mad at us. <laughs> we're not going to these churches and praying for forgiveness. Ooh. Hurricane. That's one I'm way sorry. of looking at it. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't stick with that one, but it's one way to look at it. You know, all you teenagers are watching movies that you're not supposed to be because that for some reason that makes God very angry. Anyway, God's very angry sending us hurricanes. I know, that's why our focus of discussion today is going to be about the metaphysical aspects behind hurricanes and other natural disasters, like certain presidential candidates. No, uh, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) from both your perspectives, are hurricanes something that actually are just something that naturally comes to the earth, or are they manifestations of human energy for which the earth feels a need to kind of take some people off to balance the, the light and the dark on this planet. Let's start with you, Miss Yoda Brindis. Oh, you always take me first. <laughs> well, first. young ladies first, of course. Um, and, you know, forces of nature. I mean, we're talking about the forces of nature, right? They, they do have cycles just like um, all other energies do, okay? So there is, of course, uh, if we look at uh, the collective development uh, right now, collective as in like for the, the whole entire sort of what is going on on this planet. There's a lot of uh, revolutionary energies right now. There's a lot of changes right now. There's a lot of, uh, you know, chaos right now. Okay. And um, when the, the whole entire uh, field of humans, you know, on a planet. You could uh, refer this to a house as well, to a building or whatever. When there's a lot of people with the same energy in a building, okay, then it does create, um, you know, a field that affects the surroundings, okay? So you could say, it's a bit of a stretch, but you could say that, uh, you know, that the, the planet is responding, you know, to uh, some of these uh, uh, transformative uh, processes that are going on in the collective. You could also say that we as a human collective respond to the transformative energies in nature. But at the end of the day, you know, if you look at it from a large or long enough timeline, these, uh, you know, sort of waves and ups and downs and, you know, uh, earth breaking open, new earth uh, being created, you know, other parts of 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 the planet being swallowed, you know, those are just normal evolutionary steps. Nothing really to worry about. It's just that when you look at it sort of with with a microscope and you look at just say that you know, the timeline of your lifetime, you know, our each of our lifetime is like maybe eighty or ninety years. And and we seem to have uh, sort of more hurricanes than normal, okay, uh, perhaps. And then it seems like, oh my God, you know, something bad is going on. But if you look at it in uh, in you know in, in comparison to a larger 
timeline, you know, you see, oh, that's just, you know, it's kind of like the stock market, you know, it just goes up and down and up and down. And there were some, you know, there were some decades, some centuries, some millennia, you know, such as ice ages is a good example, you know. So, you know, this whole discussion about climate change and so forth is unfortunately made political. But if you look at it from an evolutionary standpoint, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Yes. Do humans temper, uh, you know, and mess around with uh, uh, weather patterns and so forth? Do they, do they have the technology? They, you know, as in like some invisible cabal or whatever. Uh, I'm sure they do. You know, we all do. You know, science has the ability to, to influence certain things. But the planet itself is so much larger, you know, in its powers and in its ability to self-correct things that I don't think that we actually matter that much to mm-hmm. the planet, to be honest. Good. Good. Yeah, I, I would agree. My short answer is, yeah, we, we don't affect that. It's it, there's Those things happen beforehand, and they'll happen long after we're gone. It's it's a pattern. It's just the conditions are there. So, yeah. yeah it, it takes about 200 years to eradicate all traces of humans on this planet. <laughs> you know, I mean, just by not by us not existing anymore, yeah. you know, with a few exceptions of some steel construction, some, some concrete construction, you know. Uh, and uh, like the pyramids and so forth, uh, you know, uh, you see like small uh, residues of that. But, um, you know, if humans uh, vanish from the planet surface tomorrow in 200 years from now, nothing will remind, um, you know. Good. Take the time machine into the future, 200 years in the future. Yep. Wonderful. Well, better be ready for some. Uh... I look forward to. <laughs> well, I mean, if you choose to do that, though, be prepared because that's going to be more of a um, different existence. You better have a couple guns and better be ready to be able to know how to do things. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to do things. That's not. Chop, but carry water. I'll, that's what I'll stay in the present. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, this is actually subject to quite a bit of research because uh, you know we've always wondered, you know, what happens after us, right? And, um, you know, in the, in the late 80s, when the Chernobyl disaster happened, uh, you know, they've actually have an un, they actually have an ongoing study there, like how fast they measure, you know, how fast nature takes over mm-hmm. again and even eradicates um, uh, sort of the, the, the consequences of radioactive damage, okay? And it's amazing. The self-corrective uh, and self-healing abilities of this planet are um, so so powerful, much more powerful than than we or our ego can imagine. Okay, it goes so fast, you know. So we don't really need to worry about the larger sort of is the God uh, mad at us or is the planet mad at us or whatever. Uh, those things are just uh, personifications uh, uh, that we come up with to explain some of the mysteries, you know, of things that we don't understand yet, okay? But in the larger picture, those things have always occurred, you know, and whether we are heading um, uh, towards, uh, uh, you know, a global warming or an ice age, you know, to be honest with you, you know, it doesn't really matter. Nowadays, we have technologies that allow us to overcome certain sort of climate issues, okay, and so we're going to adapt. That's part of our evolutionary um, uh, growth, you know, that we that we are adapting. So an ice age, for instance, will not eradicate, um, uh, you know, humans from this planet. A hurricane will not eradicate humans from this planet. Ah, 
You know, it's not that easy <laughs> to get rid of us. I mean, we're pretty resourceful, yep. you know, as a species. I, was, I, think that, I always think the millennials are like <laughs> the, the self-correction for humanity because like, millennials are the reason why you need to put a label on gasoline saying don't drink this, don't eat, don't do not eat the laundry detergent. I'm like, well, why don't we just not put the labels and let nature take its course and let the herd thin out? Well, I mean, when I was eight years old, I was playing with fire, but I knew not to like drink gasoline. I right. don't know, you know, my parents like, you know, you know, you didn't have to. No one had to tell me about that. It's just common sense. Right. Yeah, that's what we call discernment. You know, from a, from an energetic or spiritual point of view, it's discernment, and discernment is one of the big issues for humans in their evolutionary process because if we could all know you know good from bad you know life uh, support from life uh, degrading or life uh, denying then uh, most of this e- these issues that we perceive here as the, uh, the battle between light and dark wouldn't even exist okay so if everybody knew the difference okay between you know what is good for you and what isn't uh, then, um, you know, we would uh, indeed uh, sort of find ourselves in a, in a society that is more advanced than the one that we are in right now. So one of the causes, um, you know, for a lot of the conflicts between people is the inability to discern. I do, however, and you notice know about me, I have a lot of faith in the millennials, so I disagree you know, with you. <laughs> I, do. I commend you. I don't know where it's coming from, but I commend you for having faith in millennials. Uh, I'm holding the flag for the millennials. They have abilities that people cannot see yet. They may not be that compatible they're with very the good with their iPhone. Yeah, when they when they need to find an app, they they, well, they but what do they do? Like they, they everyone thinks they're so smart. Like they're so smart. No, they ask Siri. They just ask Siri. They're like Siri, find me this information, and they present it. Siri, like, I found it. Like no, you ask Siri. Well, but that's a form of resourcefulness, all right? I can ask Siri. I just don't, I choose to actually, like, type the two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll stay on that one. No, but the evolutionary process for us as humans includes disasters, includes renewal processes, okay? Renewal processes are usually uh, the ones that push us forward. Just think of a personal crisis, you know, like a divorce or or an accident or an injury or something that forces us to deal with progress, that forces us to deal with things that we would normally not want to deal with or that we would normally not want to face. So to a degree, they they are like a propelling force. Or they'll, they'll create one that, that sets up something that will do that. Once you've got a group of people that can miss certain things, and every generation has that. They have blind spots, uh, and the millennials just seem like a new version of it that's really different. Um, it can create those potentialities, whether that be famine, war, uh, major change, major technology advancements, who knows. Uh, but those are all potentials for growth. So just hopefully it's not one that kills millions and millions, but maybe it does. Yeah, I mean, esoterically um, spoken, the, the, the dance of creation, okay, which could be seen as sort of the... You know, the, the divine power here that, that creates all life, that creates all being, is a dance between, you know, between creation and destruction, all right? It goes in and it goes out, and it, it's a dance, all right? It's a dance of, uh, you know, sort of new conditions, new um, uh, energetic fields being created, and 
everything relating to it, you know, having to change, having to adapt, having to, um, you know, uh, find ways how to grow or how to perish. You know, those are basically the two, the two concepts here that are constantly, you know, uh, that we are constantly experiencing as this 3D reality, as this 3D duality of being humans. It's a constant, you know, conflict between, you know, birth and death. Birth and well, death. I want to come back to the hurricane real quick. You know, so the major storm that happens. Do you ever look at certain hurricanes and see certain practical codes within those hurricanes that would be an indication that these hurricanes are actually a direct result of an imbalance of the energetic properties of some of the people that are on the planet? Like, could some hurricanes actually be caused? Because look at the ones hitting the United States right now, Florence. It's hitting, it's going to hit 15 different states. I wonder if it's because that is a way of, you know, putting justice or bringing some kind of balance to the imbalance of those people in 15 different states. I mean, it's unprecedented in size and scope. So I'm wondering if you guys see hurricanes or see certain energetic codes that are different between hurricanes and other natural disasters. It's usually more so the people's fears and their reactions to them. But, no, I, I don't. It's it's okay. a natural phenomenon that occurs. that They occurred, you know, 10,000 years ago before we were even in that area. So uh, or whoever was in that area at the time. It's just a matter of the conditions that happen. And even if there was a slight impact due to human beings existing, there's there's no vengeance aspect in that. There's no shift in it. It's just more so a natural phenomenon. Um, there's there's hurricanes and there's storms and there's volcanoes and there's earthquakes almost every day. You know, and sometimes they're heightened, other times they're not. Yeah, and that can be read. That, yeah, because there's this year, this year, I think it wasn't hurricanes and volcanoes were supposed to be yeah. higher. I mean, and that's, you can it's feel just a that. cycle. It's yeah. a cycle that occurs. Um, it's no different. The same thing. I came from the, the Midwest. There were years where tornadoes were horrifying, and there's years there was nothing. You know, and sometimes that was created by volcanic eruptions. Other times it was just how the cycle went and where the currents were flowing. So those things are cycles. And even if we were influencing them slightly, there's no, um, I don't know, it just comes across as vengeance or getting back attitude. No, it's just, it's just nature. No, just as is relative, you know, um, um, because uh, there's, a, there's a judgment underneath that, you know. So what does justice mean? Uh, you know, like the fact that... It, 15 states and the United States are getting hit. Where is, is there more justice in that than, um, you know, Taiwan and Singapore being hit? They're having a typhoon right now as well. Yeah, Hawaii got hit too. So yeah. that, you know, those are, are yes, Hawaii, uh, you know, and, and there's more to come. So uh, this is relative and, and a very uh, difficult view because, um, you know, that would mean that all these places, such as Florida, for instance, that constantly have hurricanes in it, you know, that this uh, would mean that this is a really, really sort of dark place <laughs> because it gets hit by hurricanes. Nope. Or my home country, Iceland, is a dark place because it has volcanoes and earthquakes all the time, or Hawaii, right. for that matter. So the conclusion there is, is a bit uh, difficult. I think it's more... Uh, what, what, where you're getting at with this, and, and this can indeed be seen, but not in the sense that, uh, uh, you know, you look at a, at a satellite picture and you see a fractal in there. No, they, they look very fractal-like, right. the way hurricanes develop and move, but it's more so that when you read the collective energy that you can feel that, oh, yeah, mm -hmm, this, you know, year or this month is going to have a lot of that other than, you know, just seasonal impacts, you know, that September is the height of the hurricane season, 
you know, it just is, <laughs> you know. Right. So, yes, you have more hurricanes in September, but <clears throat> I don't think that uh, these are related to people's actions. No. Uh, is there, however, from an energetic point of view, a connection here? Yeah, maybe. We will never know because causation, you know, like our egos need um, to 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 relate one thing to the other and 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 make it a cause, you know, or or make it blame it onto something is the problem here. Because if we're looking at the overall. Um, collective energy that we are dealing with right now it's transformation and so uh, you know a lot almost everybody I mean mainstream right now is talking about um, financial crash you know and all this a financial crash really impacts all our lives on all levels and so this whole transformational uh, sort of field energy that we are in right now uh, if this gets accompanied by natural disasters you know and political disasters you know, and financial disasters, if they come together, it's kind of like one thing leading to the other, leading to the needed sort of cataclysm, you know, that can really bring out, you know, a betterment, that can bring out an enhancement of um, the system, that can bring growth and maturity. Now, in, in my personal view, you know, all disasters that I have been able to witness in my personal lifetime, and, and those were quite a few. Most of them were natural. The the real positive thing that uh, I've observed through disasters is that it instantaneously brings people back to what is truly important to them. That they ins they instantaneously move to closer to friends and family. They begin to share again. They begin to help each other. There is a, a higher uh, sense for togetherness and oneness all right it is not always just that you know what i've observed is that even a man-made event such as september 11th create this really strong unity in people and and you know opening off their heart again there's also of course a lot of resentment and stuff like that and obviously if your house got destroyed you know you have to deal with shit but uh, you know, the uh, overall, you know, it is just to see the fear, the time that's leading up to the disaster that is very frazzled, that is very um, uh, sort of chaotic mm -hmm. and a little dark. But when it actually happens, in the moment of it happening and the time afterwards, actually leads to a, a it's like a release, you know, like a clearing. And then it leads to a, a more positive and a more heart-based uh, relationship between people. Right. So, to, to a degree, you know, there are people out there that say, you know, uh, you know, we need a big disaster for the world to, to wake up. You know, um, I, I'm obviously, you know, as part of this population, I'm not agreeing with this, but um, you know, there is some truth to that. You know, that uh, having been in these times of sort of comfort. You know that has has not really challenged anybody to to grow. You know um, there is a little bit of a of a deterioration of this right now. You know it's like when a a civilization kind of has exceeded its sort of its height. You know of of development and then it kind of begins to deteriorate and and fall apart just so that something new can emerge. I don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes I get this idea, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe this is an outrageous idea, but I feel that 
this world right now is training ground for me for, for my next existence because the next existence is going to require some grit. And I think that's what this world's probably teaching me. And while I go to that next lifetime and have fun there, I'll be watching the disaster of this life of the human beings on this planet on reality show. I'm sure that we're a reality show on other planets. And uh, we're getting awesome. through the season finale. We're getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> ratings yeah. are down time for the bond voyage so, the ratings are up they should be because it's a disaster so oh, yeah. go. they have more people watching it you know because right. it, yeah, it allows them to process things as well so yeah it's interesting and you know what Ryan this is actually a very um, powerful healing resonance that you're bringing in through this humorous view you know it's something that we often refer to as the divine comedy you know, because if you zoom out of your own sort of little misery suffering, right, and you look at it from a larger perspective, you, perspective, you see that there's actually humorous aspects to it. You know, you can see that. It's terrible. It's not even funny, though. It's, like, it's such a disaster. I don't know how, I don't even know how to find the humor in it. I think it, I'm just laughing because it's like if I don't, I'm just going to cry. Like, oh, God. you got to find the humor in the insanity. But uh, another question I have for you both. Yes. When dealing, when confronted with a natural disaster, what is the best way to protect yourself on an energetic level? Can you do anything that will lessen your chances of becoming a victim of a natural disaster? Um, well, it depends on which one it is. I mean, some you can, of course. I mean, obvious places like if you don't want to experience hurricanes, don't live in Florida. <laughs> That's the one way to do it. If you, you know, if you live in Oklahoma and you keep getting hit every year by tornadoes, move. You don't want that, uh, but really what you can do when it does occur, because sometimes we, I mean, Mother Nature can, can do some pretty interesting things no matter where you're at. Uh, it's learning to stay calm in the moment, you know, uh, because if you panic or if you go into stress levels, then you make rash decisions and you get, you get kind of lost in things. Um, so it's better to learn how to manage your energy to stay calm, and that way you have a chance to act than react, you know. So it's a matter of that way you make smarter decisions. Yeah, I mean, metaphysically spoken, you know, um, you manifest what you energize, okay? Mm -hmm. And so the fear is probably the biggest yeah. um, um, shit magnet, okay? So the more afraid you are, uh, you know, I mean, this can't be proven, but the higher the likelihood that something's going to happen to you. So with the energy management that Jeff uh, just mentioned, you know, it's it's important that we understand that, you know, of course anything is possible, right. but the more we focus on what we can't do and the powerlessness and, and uh, you know, right. what could happen to us, okay, the more our energy attracts that into our experience. Mm -hmm. So the, the probably the single most important thing that we can do, that we cannot prevent it from happening, but to, you know, up our chances, if you will, is to really go into a peaceful inner place. Mm -hmm. And this, this starts, of course, with breathing and with preparedness, okay? So preparedness, you know, can help a person to stay more calm in a situation of disaster. You know, to have, like, say, enough dog food and enough water and, you know, a, a little bit there so that you are not, um, you know, that or a generator, you know, so that you don't need to be afraid of sitting in the dark or not, you know, running out of water because that can, that fear you know, that taps into your physical survival, like at the, at the, the top level, you know, uh, that is something that can sort of uh, create this domino effect in you where you just get caught in this, in this anxiety. So calming your fear, you know, and the next thing is to connect with others, 
to connect with others, to share resources, you know, to help each other. So connecting is actually a really powerful healing resonance that can prevent things, you know, from sort of, uh, uh, you know, like being attracted, being, you know, manifested into your life. Because when you're together, you feel stronger. Everybody feels stronger. And that makes you less likely to become a victim. And what about you, Mr. Casper? What can we do when the hurricane is coming upon us? You don't. I have very bad advice. And I think <laughs> Go eat the storm. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no. Well, drink the gasoline. No, not drinking gasoline. I, I think you should just find people you don't like and sacrifice them to the devil, <laughs> and then hope that the devil will rescue you. But that's just that's just my perspective, and I don't. Some people will disagree with that. I would probably say many people would, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Some, some yeah. people have a problem with that. I just think, you know, hey, you know, the devil, no one's really paying much attention to him. Maybe it's about time to, you know, to make some new friends. But, right. you know, but I, I take it you disagree. Well, yeah, you, there's nothing much you can do on that aspect. I mean, if you go that route, that usually won't work. So, <laughs> and if it does, it's not the reason. Anyways, I'm trying to think differently, you know, everyone's doing the same thing. Just jump out of the box. Yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> no, a lot of times it's you just have to accept it for one. You know, I mean, like if you're in the path of that storm and you choose to stay, then you got to deal with those consequences. If you are on the outskirts of it, you just got to deal with rain. You got to deal with the situations, you know, so you accept, okay, this is where I'm at. Like, and I lived in the Midwest where, you know, in any given thunderstorm, you could have a tornado pop up and there's not much you can do. There's not enough time to run away from it. What do you have to do? You go in the basement, you go under the stairs, you know, so you learn the procedures, you know, and you learn the safest route. And like Yona said, you know, you prepare yourself for the thing she talked about, but then you just accept it. You can't get out of that you know if a tornado is coming towards your house well that was set up that way okay if a hurricane is coming and you're told to evacuate and you don't not very smart but then that's what you get to deal with you know so it's a matter of understanding that whatever you agree to it's best to accept that and then work again like to stay calm and do the best you can you know so like what we had when i grew up in the in the midwest during the the tornado season we made sure we had a little bit of food in the basement water just in case yeah, because we went through a couple where we lost water, or lost water and power for a week or so. You know, so it's understanding what the consequences are and preparing just a little bit, nothing crazy. I mean, we we didn't have a bomb, you know, bomb shelter with fourteen, you know, hundred cans of food and all that kind of stuff. That's silly, but we had a little bit just in case. You know, and on top of that, as you would learn to accept it and stay in that centered state, then you also don't panic and react. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, yes, when the, it gets really bad, like there was a time a tornado went through the house and, you know, we had to do, then you want your ego to kick up. You know, I wanted my dad to jump on me and, you know, put me underneath the stairs and, and tell me everything's going to be okay. That's, that's when the ego's good. You know, but past that, it's about, it's about being settled. Understanding this is where I'm at doesn't mean I'm out of options. And sometimes it's really not in our power, you know. No. I mean, um, you know, moving away, say, from, from a place that is known to be hit, uh, to get hit by certain things. Right. You know, I've, do you know how many people I know who've moved from Florida to North Carolina? <laughs> I was thinking about uh, that's that. That's kind of ironic, right? Yeah. Yes. I There's mean, not like, people in North okay. Carolina fleeing to Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that, of course, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get hit next week, right. you know. Uh, but 
And the point about this is, is that, you know, I have seen so much in this regard, m- m- miraculous stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen total disaster after tornadoes, total disaster after hurricanes. Yeah, and I've true. seen this one house in the middle of destruction that was like, completely untouched. Mm-hmm. I've seen trees come down everywhere like matches you know, and miraculously not hitting oh, yeah. a house. I mean, it's that there are things that cannot be um, controlled, and, and, you know, acceptance has a little bit to do like, with that. Like there was a lady a few years back in a tornado, I'm not sure where, um, and it might have been 10, 15 years ago, so not quoting exact. She literally got picked up by it and got thrown 100 feet in the air, and she just let go because she had nothing else to do. I mean, she had no option. And she did get injured, but it wasn't as horrible as you'd think it was. And she said she had actually one of the most spiritual experiences of her life because she just totally let go. She realized, I'm, I'm probably dead. Nothing I can do about it because how's she going to fight a tornado? You know, you can't. So it's a matter of accepting where you're at and dealing with the consequences of that acceptance and where you're at. Yeah, so energetically it's the practice of surrender. Right. You know, not like as in sucking up, okay, not as in like being stupid about things, but as in surrender. When you realize that there is nothing really you can do, you know, you you need to go into the serenity of, you know, uh, you know, assessing and discerning what can I do right now and what can't I do, all right? And you focus on the things you can do and you let completely go of the things that you cannot do. You don't need to beat yourself up over what you can't do either, you know, so that the, 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 the panic does you no good. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a part of this the human ego mind, you know, calls oh I should have and I could have and blah blah blah. This is lowering your energy and making you more prone to, you know, getting hit by certain right. uh, negative energy. So you you know, you focus on what you can do and you do that. Right. And you let go and surrender the things that you that are not in your control and find, you know, this peace in your heart and preferably this is my take on it you know, do this with other people together. Well, and it's just an example, like, you know, where I'm from in Nebraska, anybody who's a seasoned, you know, person of dealing with tornadoes, the first thing they do when they hear the alarm, you know, you think you go in the basement. Oh, they go outside. All right. To see what's going on. We want to know where it's at because it's flat. You can see stuff coming. Now, if it's right over your house, then you run downstairs. But that's the first thing you do. You go outside to assess. You be like, that's literally you know, and then you go, oh, there's a house going up in the air. It's time to go in the right, basement. This would be the stupidest thing that you could do in a hurricane, for instance. You do not go outside, okay? So you have to adapt to whatever the, the you know, the disaster is. You know, there's some situations where that would not be the right thing to do. you got to feel this out. What is the right thing to do? Uh, well, that concludes today's edition of Heart Wars Radio. I want to give a special thanks to... Yona Brindis and Mr. Jeff Casper. Thank you so much for, uh, for having, being with us. And I was just joking. I do not worship the devil. I <laughs> worship the golden calf. The golden yeah. calf has been much better to me. I think your listeners know this. I think our audience appreciates your I'm kind of humor, I, right? Yep. Because you notice, I, if, I, I mean, if I was really doing stuff that was really upsetting to God, I would have exploded in flames a long time ago. So obviously, you know, I'm, I'm probably making God very happy. I don't know. Well, God's probably not paying attention. Like, he's not paying attention to all the problems that are going on in the world. But we're ending things on a very positive note. So if you happen to be in a uh, in the path of a natural disaster, I guess, you know, 
keep true to your heart, and I hope you took some of the advice that were on this program because, you know, hopefully you, you stick around and be alive make the world a better place. Uh, Ms. Yona and Mr. Jeff Casper, thank you for being with us. Learn more about these two lovely individuals by going to their website at transcodes.com. Learn more about Heart Wars Radio by going to outoflimitsradio.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you.